Welcome to Love Where You Live, a podcast dedicated to real estate in the Treasure Valley. When's this bubble gonna pop? Is it a good time to invest? Hey, I wanna buy a house, but where do I start? Start, start, start. Join our hosts, Jamie Matzdorf and Corey Michaels, as they share information and inspiration about Boise's real estate and fun to be had in the gym state. We'll have guest speakers, new perspectives, and much more, much more. To learn about the opportunities in the Treasure Valley and be supported by Idaho's best, go to jamiematzdorf.com. Well, welcome to a new year and a, a new season for Love Where You Live. Here we are into season number two. I'm Corey Michaels, along with real estate expert Jamie Matzdorf. How are you, my friend? I am so good. A little bit chilly still, but I'm uh, good. Yeah, but that's going to be changing real soon. And that means for a lot of folks, uh, the time to start thinking because school's going to be ending. So you start thinking about, okay, is this the time to sell? Is this the time to buy? People are going to be moving into the market for those same reasons. And... So let's, I guess we should probably start with, I mean, 2021 was, I can't even say an up and down year. It was just up, up and up and up and was arguably, I'd say more of a a seller or yeah, seller's market there for 2021. Yeah, absolutely. But there was a lot of both going on. There was. um, And we just, we've continued to go up incrementally. And I know that that's going to frustrate some. Um, But, you know, in addition to that, we went from the, an average purchase price of the mid to low 400s in 2020 and then increase that average purchase price by almost 35% up to $576,000 in 2021. So if you were um, investing in anything, hopefully you were investing in real estate in the Treasure Valley last year. Um, I know I didn't see any returns at at 36% in my stocks last year. So, (laughs) um, you know, there's definitely pros to that. And, you know, as a reminder, I'm a local here and Corey's lived here long enough to be considered a local also. So 20 plus years now and proud of it, baby. You know, so I, I see both sides of it, that there's some frustration and then there's folks that are ecstatic that the average purchase price is up at that point. But, um, you know, as, as time goes, as we've discussed in previous episodes, no matter what happens in the long run, we're going to go up, there's going to be some dips, Mm -hmm. but I don't anticipate that dip being in 2022. Our inventory has continued to be at a pretty low rate. And we'll get into that a little bit more as I explain some more specific uh, market dynamics on a monthly basis. But, um, you know, when we're only seeing, anywhere from five to 800 homes go on the market and sell in a month. That's not enough Mm. homes. Right. So, um, so yeah, so is now a good time to sell is kind of the most common question I'm hearing. Yes. And, um, now is a great time to sell, you know, the typically what we've seen historically is that this time of year, the least amount of homes are on the market. So to stay in that really strong sellers position, um, Mm -hmm. you want the least amount of competition. Um, right. So it, you know, increases your value, it increase, increases the quantity and demand, and that's what's most valuable in, in getting the number that you're looking for. And from a buyer's perspective, the interest rates are still low. I mean, we've seen three um, pretty small incremental hikes, but um, the feds anticipate probably four or five more hikes this spring. So um, yes, it's still a seller's market, but um, as we've gone into detail in, in previous episodes that I won't do now is just a quick refresher that if that interest rate goes up, you know, two points, 
could increase your mortgage by 26% a month. Yeah. Which is so, huge. Yeah. And you know, you just don't think about it until you geek out and do the numbers like I do. Um, so let's say the purchase price goes up slightly. That's nothing compared to two percentage points in an interest rate. And that could potentially happen. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen it go up almost a half a point since the last time we had this conversation. Um, in addition to that, um, the feds have adjusted an interest rate in connection with second homes because we're seeing so many short-term rentals. Mm -hmm. um, so they have actually linked the second home and investment property interest rate as one. So there's no more pretending mm -hmm. I'm going to get a second home in Boise, um, but I'm actually going to make it a short-term rental and then pay that uh, smaller percentage in interest. Uh, so they figured out the game, but <laughs> dang it, the chips are worth the So, <laughs> so as, as you had brought up, you know, five hundred so five hundred to eight hundred homes on the market per month. Yep. Yep. Now, what about uh, new construction? I see so much commercial construction. Seems like everywhere where there's open area to have it is the is the new construction on homes kind of keeping up with those numbers? Yeah. So, um, existing and new construction are very, are two different beasts. You're totally right. Mm -hmm. Um, they've got different price points. Uh, for example, the new construction average price point in January of 2022 was, uh, just a hair over 590,000 in comparison to residential resale that was at 580. Um, we have seen a little bit of shift in how new construction listings are being posted. They're often waiting until the kind of the home run, I call it, um, because they don't know what the labor costs are going to be. Lumber, costs. lumber costs, costs are going to be. Yeah. So, um, you know, in the higher, if we're talking, you know, a million to $3 million home, they're not going to put those on the market until, uh, I don't know, maybe 90 days or so before mm -hmm. completion, or at least until the lumber shows up on the plot. So they know what those prices are going to be. Otherwise, you've got an right. open-ended purchase price. And most of us, I know I can't afford just to have an open-ended purchase price. Yeah. Um, so that has kind of shifted the dynamics as well of some new construction projects. There, We're starting to see um, a bit of catch-up from, you know, the 2021 short on lumber, mm -hmm. you know, kind of catching up from 2020. But we're still behind the game. I mean, we're still short on just hands just hands on oh. deck. So, yeah. Um, so to put that into a little bit of perspective um, with the new construction market, again, for January, um, we had 300, just a hair over 300 that were active and 900 homes that went pending. Um, when I'm looking at these numbers, what I'm really looking at specifically is um, what kind of inventory we have. And um, it's called a saturation rate. If these homes were to the homes that were available were to be sold, how much inventory would we have to mm -hmm. last the demand? And we've got a month and a half, a month and two weeks. Um, so if all those 300 homes were sold at the rate that we've been going, we have a month and a half of inventory and that's just not enough. No, not even close. It just, it keeps the sellers in the driver position for now. Um, but towards the end of 2021, we were seeing just a couple weeks of inventory um, so it's, it's shifting, but you know, we're navigating it as we go. We've got more homes than we were accustomed to last month or last year, excuse me, that are available. So we're grateful for that. And we're just going to continue riding the wave. Now, if someone say they're in their home, they had 
thought about maybe selling and then going and getting a new home and have decide for whatever reason that now we're going to stay in our home a little longer. Is, is it a decent idea then to, because of, you know, lumber costs and all that and to go the remodeling route and start doing little things a for yourself to, to make it more comfortable if you're going to be staying in your home for a while do some of those things that you've thought about doing whether it's you know hardscape outside whether it's interior flooring whatever that happens to be is that a smart idea it could be i the thing i would challenge and, it, and it's also <laughs> i have to um preface it with saying i'm not trying to sell your home I, it's always my goal to help someone do what's best for them and their family. Right. That's um, why I asked this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But de- being the devil's advocate, yes, home improvements are the way to go. Home improvements that will increase the value down the road. Yes. So that in maybe maybe five years, yes. you in that five years, you get to enjoy those things you're doing right now. And then in five years, you've increased the value of your home X, depending on what those remodeling things are, because just know certain things that are going to make you more comfortable and happy with something doesn't necessarily mean it's going to, you know, change anything. Yep. Translate to increased value. Uh, But there are certain things that, yes, are kitchens. Kitchens are huge. Bathrooms Bathrooms are huge. Master bathrooms. Um, I I know when I sold my home, uh, uh, one of the big things was all of the backyard hardscape and features that I had put into into that area. Yep. And things, um, you know, of more substantial cost also, roofs, HVAC, things that extend the life of the home. Right. But I would challenge you and say, is your intention to sell in the next two to three years? Mm-hmm. And if you say yes, then the next question is, are you going to pay cash on the next one or are you going to get a loan? Because in two years, interest rates are going to be up. Are going to be up. I mean, in six months, they're going to be up. Mm-hmm. And that's going to price some people out of homes in the Boise market. Um, we're living in this interesting um, space right now, the Treasure Valley, that the entire, the U.S., isn't operating on a housing market like Boise is. Yes, the US yeah. as a whole has has increased, you know, prices have continued to increase for the most part, but but trending, you know, Boise's in the top two or three in, in every yeah. statistic, in all the numbers. So we've gotta be able to, um, to, to see into the future without a crystal ball, but to make educated, decisions knowing that the direction that things are going Mm -hmm. so if i've if i'm working with someone that's a young growing family and they're going to add two more kids to the home in the next three years now's the time to sell their home and buy something up you know we're in an apples to apples market if you're buying and selling so yes you're going to buy you're going to sell at an increased rate you're also going to buy buy in an increase yeah it's better than you know being in the vice versa where you're, you know, your number is selling down. low and you're buying high. Exactly. Yeah. But if you're selling and buying, it doesn't, you know, it's pretty much a wash. So mm-hmm. knowing what your end game is in the next five years is going to be really critical to making decisions that are best for your life, whether it's just you or you and your family, mm-hmm. or you're relocating to get to a location that's desirable for, um, you know, for your lifestyle, then mm-hmm. it's, 
the best bet in my professional and personal opinion. I mean, I put my money where my mouth is and I'm continuing to purchase investment properties here in the Treasure Valley because I believe that based on historical data and what's happening with the interest rates that um, the opportunities are going to be slim as the future goes. You know, we're also seeing... um, we're also seeing the threshold for higher value homes being sold like never before. Um, I mean, we've got a, a couple dozen homes in the area right now that are over two hundred million dollars. Oh my goodness! Excuse me, two million dollars. Okay, two wow. Million dollars. I was going to say I want to see yeah. that place. <laughs> two million dollars. <laughs> we've got some homes in Southeast Boise. Um, that are in particularly coming to mind that are $2 million up to, I think I saw some at 3.3 this morning and you know, they're 5,000 square foot homes with $5 million views. So I understand Yes. But when I, you know, 25 years ago, we didn't have $3 million homes in no. the Valley. No. So, you know, <laughs> we've got everything from these $3 million homes to more ideal, you know, first time home buyers or growing families or just blue collar like the rest of us um, that are that are around, but they're slim and they're harder to find. So, um, you know, being able to narrow down the priorities and the timeframes will help, you know, make some educated decisions on what the best move is. Okay, well, that brings up my next question. With 2020 happening and the the whole pandemic, uh, a lot of companies realizing that uh, that they could have their employees working remotely. I know I've talked to friends and others. They're not retirement age yet because I've also talked to friends that have retired that are talking about taking advantage of the sale prices here in the Valley and then moving farther out uh, to get maybe away, you know, because they're native Idahoans and this is now with the growth is a little more growth than they feel comfortable with. So they want to get moved out. And for the ones that are still working and have been able to continue with that, with that remote work, that might be the best example of someone being able to really kind of cash flow some of of that money and have some to put in the bank. Yeah. Are, Potentially. Are you, yeah. Are you talking mm. about, you know, maybe making something into a rental or, or selling it town? Yeah. Selling it here and then going somewhere where it's more wherever. Available. Yeah. So, um, interesting that you say that the McCall, um, that that's not cost so, effective. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so between here and McCall, um, you, it would just blow your mind if you knew how many people were moving to Garden Valley in the last three years. I mean, yeah. it's exploded. I um, bet. And and I wish I had a statistic for that, but I don't because their MLS isn't very great. Um, mm. But, you know, places like Garden Valley, Loman, um, where else do we have over there? Cascade, Donnelly. Mm-hmm. I mean, their numbers have have gone up exponentially from, a, I mean, their value perspectives have increased, but the homes that are being purchased, the land that's being purchased is, it's getting harder and harder to find because people have had those opportunities where they finally get to work from home. You can get internet anywhere in the world now. It's yes. welcome to 2022, right? And so they're finally getting to, you know, sell their big, beautiful home or a home that they've accrued some equity in here in town mm. and they're moving to the mountains. Now, what about even like, 
you know, say Fruitland or New Plymouth or Sweets or Parma. The, or Parma. I mean, yeah, places beautiful that, areas. Places and, that twenty years ago we would have said no way. Uh-huh. Um, I've actually got two listings out in Parma right now, and. Um, when I was a kid, that was farm country. You didn't yep. really live out there. It was just farm country. And yeah, you didn't live out there if you weren't farming and uh, actively true, working it. True story. So, yeah. um, you know, and we've got, now we're starting to kind of burst at the seams. From a saturation perspective, um, you know, in the population uh-huh. here in town, and we're getting to, people are getting to live in some really beautiful places. And right. And don't have to commute into town. So it's really a, a great opportunity Sweet is gorgeous. It's just mm-hmm. right off the Snake River over there. And there are um, some nice land properties. I know we had looked great. at some of the, the land out there right along the river. Gorgeous area. Yeah. And so if, if you can find an agent, um, I'm happy to support you. Or there's, you know, of course, there's other agents around, but not all of them really understand the dynamics of, you know, cities outside of Boise. So make sure you've got someone that has access to the MLS in those other cities um, and isn't just getting it from a friend. So you can be really supported at a high level. And um, there are some pockets that aren't great, but there's more that are. So, um, you know, exploring those kind of options is definitely a way to go. Um, for example, the the one of the places out in Parma is a duplex and it's going to cash flow just as much as a place would here in town, um, mm-hmm. you know, but it's going to cost 300,000 instead of 600,000. Yeah. So to know, um, you know, some of those back doors and maybe have an opportunity to get things off market, I'm pretty fortunate that I've got some great um, relationships here in town and we're able to do quite a few off market deals. It helps get some folks into a home that they couldn't have otherwise afforded. Now, what do we see or obviously everything's a prediction at this point. Like you had said, you know, it sounds like the government, we're going to have a a few more rate increases. Um, We know the values aren't going to be going down or stopping anytime real soon. What are some of the other things for people to be thinking about right now? If you're contemplating selling, thinking about timeframes, you know, Mm. what it would take to get your home to a place that would be most sellable. Those first impressions are really critical um, and translate monetarily pretty quickly. I know I've heard a question a few times recently about, okay, how many of these properties are distressed properties thinking that, you know, this air quotes bubble is happening um, and that's not happening here. Um, Less than 1%, in fact, 0.1%, a tenth of a point um, was distressed properties. So that's not an avenue. It's not a bandwagon you can jump on yet. Um, and I mean, those that we even saw, I think there were eight, maybe they were between 200 and 250,000, not impossible, but nearly impossible to find. I mean, that's such a a minute percentage compared to, you know, the 8,000 homes that were sold in the last 12 months. So, well, and there's not the, the short sales that had been around 10 years ago or more 13, 14 years ago at this point. Yeah. Agreed. It's just, it's not a thing yet. Um, I, I don't anticipate that. And hopefully it won't something be. Here. Yeah, because, um, you know, that was a different thing. Again, the that bubble was uh, was a different bubble. We've got a lot of different regulations in place. Um, yeah. You know, we're likely not going to see another mortgage crisis. So, um, you know, now one of the biggest things is being able to increase um, income here so that we don't price locals out of living in town. 
Um, yeah. And that's big conversation on the table right now. Talking to people that have been here, either whether, you know, again, native Idahoans or been here 20, 30 years like myself, where it's like, you know, is the income going for the people that have been here going to be able to match the the cost of owning a home? It's hard to answer that. and it, um, Well, obviously you know, it is, yeah. but I know that's a big concern with it, people. It is, and that's a lot of conversation on, um, you know, the table at the Capitol right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, without getting outside of uh, my scope of practice and, you know, kind of my specialty and knowledge, um, yes, something's going to happen, have to happen to shift that. And yeah. we've seen in other cities in the country, Austin, Denver, I mean, this has happened in other cities and... Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it just, it might not, downtown Boise might not be a place that a person could buy their first home like I did when I was a kid. Right. Um, and it's, um, we've got to adapt to reality and um, expectations and mm-hmm. just shift a little bit. Yeah, the 170000 that I paid for my home uh, on a little pocket neighborhood, I guess you could call it because we were one street all with horse property for 170,000 20 years ago. Uh, You know, and obviously that was long before the village or any of the, you know, Lowe's or any of that. It was strawberry fields and ranches and all that around me when I bought my house. Those days are are long past. shifted. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they have shifted and, um, but some really great things have come with that. I mean, we've got over yeah. 300 in trails. Um, I live in Hidden Springs, kind of the north side of the foothills um, between Boise and Eagle. And we've got the the um, mountains right out our back door. I can get on my bike and go for a mountain yep. bike ride and, mm-hmm. you know, end up at Bogus or end up at the lake. Um, yeah. So we've got a lot of really great things that we didn't have when I was a kid. And and it, it costs a little bit more than it used to. So mm-hmm. if a person's in there for everything home, does, yeah, don't sell, maybe get some cash out, some equity, some HELOC, you know, get a HELOC mm-hmm. at a 3% interest rate and use that to make improvements to make your homework um, or use that to potentially buy an investment property. I mean, shifting the perspective of, um, of just moving and maybe moving up and accruing income from your current home Maybe you don't sell your home. Maybe you turn it into a rental and um, and then buy the next home that you need for different reasons. Well, and so, you know, as we, I, I think we've had a, a really good uh, look at where the market has been, where it's shifting to, things to look forward to in 2022. And as we make our way through season number two here of Love Where You Live, we're going to be exploring in depth, you know, some more of these areas. Continue to see where where we're going and keep you up to date so uh, on what is happening and what shifts are going on. Yeah, absolutely. And and another thing that's important to continue to keep at the forefront is the days on market. You know, we spoke a little bit about the inventory and the saturation rate and the existing home market is still really tight. We're seeing we've got less than a month of inventory on mm-hmm. hand and um, but, you know, this time last year, homes were existing homes were on the market for seven days. And now we have a, an average days of 14 on market, you know, in the higher end homes, 600,000 to a million. We're seeing closer to 20 days on average. 
Um, so people have a minute to breathe and aren't having to make any crazy overnight decisions, but it's mm -hmm. still critical, more critical than ever to make sure you have your ducks in a row. You know what what is necessary in your next home. You've got your financing lined up so that you can be most successful when you find the one. Should they get pre-qualified before they call you, Jamie? Yeah, you know, you can or... get pre-qualified or you can call first and I can connect you with some trusted lenders in town. Um, okay. I've got a couple. I've, I've got a couple different homes and a couple different companies that I've worked with. So you can take your pick, but I'm certainly happy to... Um, to help build that relationship. And, and that way I can help be a part of, you know, each step along the way and, um, you know, and, and stay connected and help guide you and answer questions each step of the way. All right. And if someone wants to, to get a hold of Jamie, all the information is right here in the description of, of the podcast. And here's the beautiful thing with Jamie, and I'm going to brag on her here for a moment because, yes, she is my co-host here of her fabulous podcast. Uh, she's also my friend. I tell you what, if I was in a position right now to want to sell, um, to want to buy, this would be the person or someone just like her. So if you're listening outside of the area, you can still give Jamie a call. And here's the great thing. A lot of places would just be like, yeah, well, good luck. Jamie will give you some advice on who to contact. She knows those things. That's a good real estate agent that is looking out for you, whether or not they're going to make any money off of you right now. Yeah. I agree. I'm here to help however I can. All right. So uh, so give her a call, get some advice, and see what's going to be right for you. And we look forward to talking to you next time on the next episode of Love Where You Live. Thank you for listening to this episode of Love Where You Live, a podcast dedicated to real estate in the Treasure Valley. Once again, to learn more about the opportunities in the Treasure Valley and be supported by Idaho's best, go to jamiematsdorf.com.